Good evening. Before I get into the passage, I want you to imagine um, a beggar sitting in the streets of a big city, day in and day out, trying to survive, trying to get uh, some food to survive. And people even make fun of him, mock him, because he looks so helpless. And one day, a well-dressed, um, good-looking rich man passed by. And this kind of man normally doesn't even look at him. But this man is different. Um, he shows compassion. He provides him a meal, gives him some good clothing. And the best is yet to come. He offers the beggar to come to his willer. And to um, he promises him to bring him home and give him a place where he can live. What do you think? How will the man react? Will he believe his promises and listen to him and follow him to his house? Or will he not listen to the man and continue his life as a beggar, even though the um, man already has shown that, he's, um, that he cares for him? Before we read the passage in Exodus 23, verses 20 to 22, let me show you just quickly the context of these verses. Uh, the people of Israel are in Egypt, suppressed and enslaved by the Pharaoh. And God chooses Moses to bring them out of the slavery in Egypt. God shows his power and sovereignty in um, striking the Pharaoh and leading his people out of Egypt. And all the people of Israel came to the mountain of Sinai, where God gives his law to the people. The, the, the law that God gave his people had a purpose to reflect God's character and make them something special. Everyone should see that God's people are something different from all the other people. This is where we are right now with our passage. Let me read Exodus 23, verses 20 to 22. Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. What I want you to see is this. God fulfills his promises to those who obey his, to those who obey his voice. In verse 20, we see the first point. God's promises proclaimed. Through Moses, God is saying to the people of Israel that God will send an angel before them. There's a lots of discussion about who this angel is, but what you can see from the text in verse 21 and 22 is that God's name is in the angel and that the angel's voice is exactly what God himself is saying. We clearly can see that God is identifying himself very close with the angel. And so although the angel is acting and doing, God is doing. So in this verse, God's giving his people two promises. The first promise is that he will guide them on the way. And the second, that God will bring his people to the place that he has prepared for them. Let us have a quick view on both of these promises. God has already shown Israel how he guides them on the way. When they went out of Egypt, they crossed the Red Sea. God splitted the water. They crossed He brought the water back. The whole army of the Pharaoh died. When they were hungry, he gave them bread every day from heaven. He gave them water from the rock. 
In many ways, he showed them how he provides for them. When the king fought against him, God defeated the king. God um, shows them in so many ways how he got them on the way. And um, he pr promises to continue with this. And we as believers, as the people of God, have the same promises. God does not change. He always guarded his people and he will always guard his people. Every Christian experienced it already and uh, can share in many ways how God did this. And we often even don't know how God protected us. He will continue to do this. You can have insurance that God will watch over you until the end. He will protect us from falling away from him. He will protect you from everything what is not absolutely the best for his children. Maybe you are struggling financially because your job situation is not sure. Or you are tired of fighting the same sin again and again and it seems to be easier to just stop fighting and let yourself go. Whatever you are facing, keep this promise in mind. God is guarding, protecting and providing for you every minute. Nothing will happen to you outside of his perfect and good purposes for your life. The second promise is that God has given to the people of Israel that he will bring them to the place he has prepared for them. And that time it was the promised land of Canaan. God promised him to give them the land. And um, the, the problem was that when they went through the, uh, through the desert, the circumstances definitely spoke against this promise. It, it didn't look like God will fulfill his promise. And, um, but God was always faithful to his word, and it is sure that he will also fulfill this promise. He will, uh, God is sovereign over the circumstances, and um, he will bring his people into the land he has prepared for them. We as God's people are promised that God alone will bring us to his place that he has prepared for us. In John 14, verse 3, Jesus says to his disciples, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. For Jesus' disciples there is a place prepared, and Jesus will come back to take all his children to the place. In this place, all of us that believe in Jesus Christ will be with our Lord and Savior Jesus forever. They will be enjoying God and seeing his glory forever. All the suffering and circumstances of this life will not hinder this promise, even though it doesn't look like it right now. Even though life can be really hard here, God's ch children are waiting for a different place where sin has an end. Brothers and sisters, don't lose sight of this place that is waiting for you in eternity. God promises to bring you there. And the hard time now is only for a short time compared to eternity. God never failed to be faithful to his promises. He will also keep this one and he will bring you to the place he has prepared for you. The second point we see in verses 21. God's promises rejected. After giving the people of Israel the promises, he now comes to the condition. God requires to pay close attention to his angel and to obey his word. If they are not willing to obey, they will have a big problem. If the people will not believe in God's promises, 
and obey his word, he will not pardon their transgression. And the reason for that follows directly. The, the reason why the angel cannot pardon the transgression is the name of God is in the angel. God cannot accept rebellion. He has to punish unbelief and disobedience. His wrath against sin is the reaction he has to show because of his holiness. As we know from the following story, um, did the first generation of Israel not conquer the land and receive God's promises. They rebelled against God in not believing his promises and not obeying his voice. Do you believe in God's promises and obey his word and live after uh, his voice? If yes, that God says you through this text, that he is, um, if you are not obeying, if you are still rebelling against God and you are not obeying his voice, God says you through his text, he cannot pardon your transgression. If you remain rebelling against God, you will face the eternal wrath of God. Be warned, God will never deny himself in leaving sin and rebellion unpunished. But also, if you are a Christian, I want to ask you, if you are sometimes still living in rebellion or in, against God, not, uh, not obeying his voice. You know about that sin in your life. No one has to tell you that it's a sin. Sometimes you search ex excuses to make it okay, but you know that's a sin. You know that you're often just wasting all of your time for your own, carrying out the desires of your heart. You know that um, you are thinking a lot about what people think about you and not what God is thinking about you. So this shows us that God's holiness and how serious he takes sin. So don't take it lightly. Recognize sin in your life. Repent and fight against it. As a Christian, God gave you the Holy Spirit and also brothers and sisters on your side to help you to fight this fight. In verse 22, we come to our last point. God's promises believed. We saw that those who are in rebellion against God will not receive the blessings of God's promises. But what is with those who are carefully obeying his voice and listening to him and uh, believing in his promises? The text says that God then will be an enemies to their enemies and an adversary to their adversaries. God was on the side of those who believed in God's promises and obeyed him. After the first generation with which God which rejected God, died. The new generation indeed obeyed God's voice and believed him. God fought for them and they were able to conquer the promised land of Canaan. So we can see that the blessing of God's promises are only re received by those who believe in him and obey his voice. But how can people today believe in God and receive the blessing of his promises? How is God speaking today? In Hebrews verses one, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, it says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophet, but in the last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed to, uh, to, the, to the heir of all things, through whom also he has created the world. The writer in Hebrews makes clear that today God is speaking through his Son, Jesus Christ. As we saw before, God cannot leave sin unpunished. Every one of us failed to obey God and believe in his promises, as we should. 
But Jesus was the true Israel who did indeed obey God's voice in all his perfection. He died on the cross for those who believe in him. When you turn away from your sin and trust Jesus, God can indeed pardon your transgression because Jesus took the wrath that you deserve. We can receive the blessing of God's promises today when we believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Those who believe are adopted by God and will be protected by God, and he will not only start their salvation, but also finish it. If you believe in Jesus, rely on him every day of your life. He will guard you, he will complete your salvation, and he will bring you to the place that he prepared for you. If you are still in rebellion against God, I want you to tell you that today is still time to repent and believe in Jesus. Believe him and you will receive the blessings of his promises. But salvation, salvation is not just a one-time belief thing. Christians are marked by believing and obeying God continually. When you hear this sermon on Sunday morning, do you generally just listening to it and you forget it when you go out of the church or are you trying to apply it in your life making specific steps how you can apply what you heard uh, when we continue to read exodus 23 we see that obeying god means not bowing down to other gods nor serving them but destroying them do you see that habit of recognizing idols in your life and destroying them and not bowing down to them Do you recognize in your idols in your life, repent and fight against them? Is there something that you are more concerned about than God's glory? Maybe it's your job, financial security, relationships, can be everything. Is there something that makes you more excited than enjoying God and worshiping him? Examine your heart and give God all the glory he deserves. Brothers and sisters, God promises us, his children, to guard us on the way, and he will finally bring us home. Don't believe what your feelings are telling you. Believe what God is saying you, as your loving father, who can only act to, with love towards his children. Take refuge in his promises.